0: Schultz's beer garden, right down the street from the Irwin Center. Fran Fraschilla joining us as he prepares. What big Monday! What a huge night! We got a fire going down here. Fran, I, I could use you down here, man. I am surrounded by Longhorns in enemy territory. Only a few bears on the scene. This is going to be, uh, it's going to be quite a night to shut down the Irwin Center. Thank you for being oh, with yeah. us.
1: Yeah. Now listen. Now you know I'm, I'm a neutral observer tonight. I mean, I, you'd have you have to fight your own battles in the Big 12 because I am Mr. Big 12, which means <laughs> I've got 10 teams to cover. Mo's. I can't be worried about the Baylor Bears as much as I like you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> oh man,
1: I, I mean, I, can't you I fight just, your own battles friend. with those long arms
0: no no I, I've always needed your help you don't always okay. wade into these uh things I get myself into uh for yeah. good reason I uh i I did see the um, the president of Baylor and the first gentleman made their way yeah. into Schultz's beer garden I think things are changing at Baylor a little bit when our when the president uh, of the university is showing up at one of these places uh friend I don't know whether to be excited or disappointed just it, uh, this is the crux of being a Baptist. You have one of
1: those Non- non-alcoholic uh, uh, brewskis, but uh, that's that's great. <laughs> that's great for her. And uh, by the way, I have two very special guests with me tonight. I have the great Brad Sham has come down on a Busman's Holiday, and is hanging out with uh, with uh, the ESPN guys, uh, and also Vern Lundquist and his lovely wife. Whoa! At the the game tonight. How about that? Vern lives in Austin. So there will be a lot of luminaries in that building tonight. Not only do we have a great game, uh, needless to say, yeah. know, we'll talk about it, but uh, a lot of history in that building. You know, a lot of John Denver concerts back in the day, and some <laughs> great games. I, uh, AC Law, Kevin Durant. You remember that double overtime? Uh, great game, and uh, we're gonna have fun oh, tonight. Yeah. We really are. At two teams playing well, two teams who. You know, constructed differently, those, but uh, both teams are, you know, moving quickly towards the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And both teams are uh, starting to kind of get things together at the right time. Yep. You made me yes. think back, mentioning some of those battles. I think Ron Franklin probably would have been on the call for an AC Law type situation against KD. Yep. And uh, I, I think that's even before we all called him KD. Um, and, yes. and, and even some of this stuff. Uh, Man, thinking yeah. back to some of the history, like you said, this building, the concerts, everything that's with it. I think there's a yeah. lot. Um, there's a lot going on. But I mean, you know, on top of all this excitement and interesting, uh, sort of uh, just thinking about the past. There's a big time basketball game. Uh, Fran, yeah. as you well know, and and this is, I mean, Baylor, I, I guess in, in my mind, and you know I don't do this often, I, I kind of said, yeah. well, Kansas is going to win this thing. It's kind of, you know, this it's there. They've had an unbelievable season. Akbaji's like great. <laughs> and then the Bears did what they did Saturday. Um, and suddenly the, the back door is a little bit open on a on a, yeah. on a possible like, co-championship or championship. Yeah. I mean, and, and then, of course, Texas is kind of – they've played great at home as of late, had a big road win the other night. This, this is, Fran, um, this this could turn out to be a tremendous game, although both of these teams are going to be a little ragged, I think, on the turnaround from emotional yeah. win Saturday.
1: Yeah, it could be. Uh, that, you know – Bill Self is 35 and 0 at home on Big Monday. Uh, Chris Beard and Scott Drew would love to have that record for sure. But the beauty of a game like this, Moes, is that both of these teams are going to be off until Saturday. You know, there's something about Big Monday which ends up affecting you positively. Obviously, if you win a game like this and you you know you can catch your breath until Saturday, get some guys rested. You know, God knows that Baylor can use some guys getting some rest so I think I think that won't be a big factor tonight I I think we're going to have a knockdown drag out regardless and it should be a lot of fun I was really impressed with Baylor's uh, mental toughness and fortitude on Saturday night the way they battled back after trailing it looked like a reprise of uh, the first meeting with Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse and you know the Bears put a stop to that and then I was in I was in Morgantown on Saturday and uh, you know Texas had every reason to lose that game West Virginia is the best 10th place team in America. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I mean that sincerely. I mean, they, can, they could win a game in the NCAA tournament. They really could. But, um, you know, so it was a good win for Texas. And now we got a home game for the Horns and all the you know the history. But more importantly, like you said, 40 minutes on the court is going to be a blast tonight. Hey,
0: friend, uh, you had Jeremy Sohan on your podcast recently. I love that international yeah. podcast uh, that you do. You've had uh, uh, Chamo Chachua on in the past, yeah. and, and uh, that was really fun. I remember that about a year or so ago uh, that you did yeah. that. But Sohan, you and I have talked about this. We sort of knew if Kendall uh, Brown and Jeremy Sohan somehow kind of the light bulb came on and, yeah. and you've been sort of asking, hey, Kendall may need to be a little more aggressive, Sohan. But, but this isn't totally new for Jeremy, what, what happened the other night. Jeremy's been doing it for about three weeks. Sohan's yeah. been kind of taking more and more on. And, friend, I, I, you know better than anybody, this is a mature international-type guy. But yeah. have you seen, I mean, the other night, to me, that was a yeah. big moment for this guy. They basically said, okay, Jeremy, we need you to lead us to a win, and he went out and did it. And I, and I thought that, I think something like that could be pretty huge for him moving forward.
1: Yeah, well, there's a, there's a couple of things on pack here. First of all, he's, a, he's an unbelievable kid, you know. They're both, they're both freshmen are great kids. Kendall's a little more reserved, uh, a little, I guess, shy would be the word. And Jeremy is just you know, has a perpetual smile on his face. So I've enjoyed, like, every year getting to know these two guys. I don't think they're going to be around long, Moe's. And Jeremy is certainly building a nice resume here. It's unfortunate that Scott Drew has had so much success that this this can happen at times. But let's talk about the here and now. Uh, Domba, Meyer, Sohan, and Brown. When the When the injury happened to Everyday John, my first reaction is, They're going to miss his spirit. There is no question that they're going to miss his spirit and obviously his energy. But I did think, based on the fact that none of those guys were really playing, you know, heavy minutes, that they could pick up the slack. The four of those guys are averaging 42 points and 26 rebounds between them since the injury against Texas when John went out. So I'm not surprised at any of them. Uh, I'm not surprised that Jeremy, to your point, he's played a lot of international basketball. Even though he's a young man, by the way, here's what's crazy about both both freshmen—they um, don't turn 19 until next May, both of them. We're used to 19-year-old and 20-year-old freshmen in college with yeah. school and everything. So, I give give them both credit. They're both coming into their own. Jeremy, no, none of this is a surprise to me. I've watched them since September, but it's nice to see that all four of those guys including Matthew Meyer with 12 huge rebounds Saturday night. Uh, And obviously the way flow's improving, none of this is a surprise, and it's a good sign for Scott Drew. Really the only thing left is for L.J. Cryer to get healthy, and nobody knows when that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, you're right. And, and, And at some point, I like how you do this because there's sometimes announcers work off old talking points. And they're like, oh, yeah. they're hurt, they're injured, or whatever. And and, and and it's like, listen, we those of us that follow this thing closely know that Cryer yeah. has played one game. I mean, they, they, they were kind of yeah. on down the road. If they get him back, it's kind of like they yeah. got Remy back the other night for Kansas. And it was nice. I'm sure Kansas people were
1: like, yeah. whoa, this kid could help except, us. Except, def- except defensively. Except defensively. He was uh, Correct. Yeah. They picked on but, but, him, but I get it. But I get it, yeah.
0: You, you sort of move on and realize, well, right. we're probably going to need to get it done without him. And I think you've even hinted, at some point, do you shut him down? You know, you can't just go from game to game going, oh, maybe they'll get him, maybe they'll get him. I mean, at some point yeah. you're like, we haven't had him in forever. This is who we right. are. And so I, I, I find this team – but, but boy, to your point about big flow and talking to Fran Fraschella from ESPN, getting ready to call this game tonight for ESPN, isn't that an amazing story? Where in in my mind, and and you may have had a different thought on this, but but his bigot, you know, his ceiling was just a guy that would take up space, you know, maybe play some pretty good defense, just did not, was not going to give you much on offense. But to your point, he suddenly seizes this opportunity, and it's almost a little bit, I know it's different, but, you know, Gillespie a few years ago, you lose lose the big man, you know, you, you lose Tristan Clark. And, and suddenly, yep. Gillespie kind of comes into his own.
1: I think we're seeing a little bit of that with Flo. There's no question. And first of all, let's, let's analyze it from 30,000 feet. Few people in a country do a better job of developing players than Baylor. That's, that's, that's a given. I mean, that's not, um, that's not blowing smoke. It's just we go back through the years and you see how all these guys get better. So it's great that Flo took on an opportunity uh, because of the misfortune and has turned it into where if this was the beginning of the year, he'd be playing himself into, like, honorable mention or maybe even second or third team All-Big Big 12. That's how good he's playing. And he may very well be honorable mention. We don't know. I also think he ought to think about coming back next year because um, I think he would, he would become one of the best big guys in this league and, you know, put himself on the map nationally. Having said that, the, the progress of all four of those guys – is not a surprise I think this team is very capable of getting to a sweet 16 maybe an elite eight I just don't know if they can go the distance without LJ Cryer but that's can't that's neither here nor there right now Mose they are who they are and they're pretty damn good
0: yeah, I think that's right. And, um, and, and we found out the other night, we, we sometimes wonder year-to-year year if Gonzaga is a superpower. And they're still great. Yeah. I mean, it's an unbelievable yeah. program. But, you know, there's flaws. They Like anybody. Yes. I mean, they got beat the other night. And it can happen to sure. anybody. But um, and, and quite honestly, friend, you're always kind of good at the perspective of going, you know what? That loss might help them, whatever. Well, right. as Baylor fans, of course, we don't hear that always and go, when we're getting beat 81-59 or whatever at Kansas, and you say something yeah. like that, we're kind of like, uh, doesn't feel like it, Fran. But obviously yeah. the fact that you like these coaches, but you're not quite as close to it as we are, you sort yeah. of understand those things. And like Gonzaga finally losing a conference game, probably wouldn't be yeah. the end of the world for them.
1: Yeah, and by the way, i lived it. See, I've lived this. I mean, I know it's been a while since I coached, but I still have the coaching mentality. And so when you, get, when you get your butt whipped, which happens, you then have, you know, it's easy to win 26 in a row or 18 in a row, whatever, you know, like, like this, some of the streaks that Scott Drew's had. But nobody's better equipped to handle adversity than Scott Drew based on the first, you know, 10 years. So, but coaching is, we, we talked about it today. The number one job description of a college basketball coach, especially after February 1st, is crisis management coordinator. It's not recruiting. It's not X and O's. It's how do you handle adversity. And that's what these guys get paid for, you know. And everybody has their own adversity this time of year. Mark Feud now has to settle his team down after the loss. They will. But injuries, tough losses, losing streaks, it all adds up. And how you handle adversity is a measure of what kind of team you have, what kind of character they have. And, uh, you know, Scott Drew's done it pretty well over time. I, I remember, you remember about seven or eight years ago, I think they lost like six out of seven in the league. And uh, they ended up, it was the year I think they beat, they crushed Creighton in the NCAA tournament. And I remember talking to him during the losing streak, and I said, if I told you 12 years ago that in 12 years you're going to have been to two Elite Eights, Five NCAA's and oh, by the way, you got a six-game losing streak in year thirteen. Would you buy? Would you hand? Would you buy that? He'd say, "I take it every day of the week." I said, "You got a six-game losing streak. Deal with it." <laughs> and that's how it is. Crisis management coordinator.
0: Yeah, and you're right. I mean, there have been some of those. I, I think back to that one team where we, we, you and I. I mean, you kind of see things sometimes because your coaching background, international background. Yep. You see things sometimes that we don't. Other people don't see. And like that Maston kid, who just wasn't, wasn't a high energy, didn't DJ. seem like he's going to be a great player. That one year he helped him in a huge way. Yeah. You know, he he got it going, and he had some kind of yeah. old man's game. And then but to your point, that that, that Creighton sort of, you get me all excited thinking about those yeah. old games. I mean, yeah. they ran him off the court. I think that was in San Antonio. I mean, they just absolutely yeah. annihilated a good McDermott team. Was that uh, yeah, was that, that McBuckets yeah. on
1: that team? Was that Doug? I think so, and I think that yeah. was the year. If you remember, they lost like seven out of eight uh, in Big 12, and it looked yeah. dismal. And, and you know, the, see, what I love about my job is, and I don't mind this at all. The national media is picking up on Jeremy Sohan. Well, we were talking about Jeremy back in December and January, and so I always love being a little head. Of, I don't, I don't say this with any. You know, cockiness, but I, I love the game. I know these programs so much, and oftentimes I see a buddy healed as a sophomore and say he's going to be great, or Javon Carter, or you know, uh, it was. I, I think I said last year, Daylon Mitchell could end up being a lottery This was early January. They had against a game against Oklahoma last year at home. He was easily the best player on the floor. So, what Jeremy and Kendall are doing are not a surprise. I'm a little surprised by Flo. More power to him, and then Matthew is just—he's a—he's therm- a thermometer, man. He's—you know—who knows when he's going to be ultra hot or sometimes cold. But you know, I love what he did the other night. He—he he got traffic rebounds in that game, and that—that that bodes well.
0: Yep, yep. He kinda like I like how he pulls it down. He'll go up there at its highest point, yeah. rip it down. Yeah. I know you like that too. And and, and yeah. it's hard to go through him when he does things like that. All right, friend. Well you've got me fired up. We got a fire pit going over here at, at Schultz. <laughs> I know you gotta have be focused. Tell Brad, yeah. tell Vern. Oh my gosh, you talk about Dallas Luminaries. Now Brad, by the way, Brad Sham condones me. Uh, we've had a long friendship, but now he adores my pastor. Who is uh, uh, who is stepping down after 33 years? But uh, oh, uh, ask him about George Mason, my pastor, my Baptist pastor is I is uh, one of Brad's best friends in the world, and uh, and then I'm buddies with Rabbi Stern, his rabbi, and uh, oh, but uh, man, but but Brad just man. puts up with me because you can imagine Brad, uh, I'm not easy to deal with, uh, but 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 I, I I still love Brad anyway, and we uh, but that's a great group you have with you. Uh,
1: you know, Brad, Brad, I, Brad, well. Loves- he loves my better half more than me. He's known the former Meg O'Connell, former Southwest Conference, uh, you know, uh, media relations assistant to the great Bo Carter, uh, Meg O'Connell, now for Shilla. He and Chuck Cooperstein go back even further than they do with me. So Brad is one of a kind. And when he told me he was on the phone with Vern and that we were going to get tickets and Vern Lundquist is going to be at the game tonight, we're all excited about that and, uh, Hey, listen. I'm glad you tracked me down, Moe's. I'm a moving target for you during the season, so you got me in a hotel room, and I'm glad I could be on with a, with you for a little while.
0: Yep, it was fun, Fran. I always appreciate it. I'll I'll give you at least like a uh, a month off without calling you, okay?
1: Well, when I get to <laughs> Dallas, because we're now in Colorado Springs, uh, I'll meet you at Tucanopolis.
0: Okay. Oh, two p tacos. I can I can tupi taste tacos. it now. All right, Fran. Have a great call tonight. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, man.
1: Have fun. Have fun.
0: Okay, you bet. There he goes, uh, Fran Fraschilla, uh, ESPN. Uh, their top analyst on the Big 12 knows it better than anybody. Sometimes they put other people on it, and uh, and we suffer because uh, Fran knows it better than anybody. And we appreciate Fran being on with us. All right, um, we got Campus Confidential. Excuse me, we we've, we've got the dismount. Thanks, Aaron. We got the dismount coming up now.